0: So what does it take to go from zero to a hundred fans or a hundred to a thousand fans? Believe it or not, besides honing in on your skills and concentrating on improving the quality of your production, a lot of it rests on marketing. Today I sit down with social media Ayaz as he's known on his social channels and we break down his journey from being a DJ to a digital marketing expert and a social media consultant. He gives a lot of free game for DIY and independent artists to implement in their marketing strategy. So be sure to stay tuned till the end. And I wanna give a huge shout out to our sponsors, distrokid.com and riverside.fm for making today's episode happen. More on them later. Let's get into it. You are now tuning in to the DIY Artist Podcast hosted by Nico Santana. Welcome back to the DIY Artist Podcast. I'm excited for this episode because, man, this man encapsulates pretty much everything that I want to do in life, and he does it really well, better than I can, and so I wanted to bring him on the podcast to share his wisdom, knowledge, and experience in the marketing world Uh, with uh, any DIY artist, I think it's very important for us to be to a degree very self-sufficient and marketing is just such a crucial and important step that many artists miss out on and so I wanted
1: to bring him on board I should have asked you uh, offline but I know your first name is Ayaz so everyone calls me either Ayaz or Yaz and it's all good I've been called every name under the sun Ayaz Yaz it's all Gucci with me bro all good, brother. Thank you. Thank you for that. So if
0: you could give your elevator speech, I want I want people to get to know a little bit about who you are first before we dive deep into,
1: into this conversation, man. Absolutely, my bro. Mad blessings for having me on the platform. It's been a dream of mine for a minute to be here on the DIY Artists Podcast. So I would say I'm a marketer and a music agency first, but my background was on the come up as a DJ so as an artist, I was marketing my own mixtapes. I was marketing a record label I was involved in for a hot minute. And so I learned everything not to do when yeah. pushing a music. And by learning from the mistakes, I learned a handful of things that did work. Worked for some contracting amazing brands like uh, Sony Music, Relentless Records, like some really hot pop acts in my like, younger 20s. And now where I am today is this brand, All About Helping, stems from my full name, Ayaz Aftab Hussain, All About Helping. Ah. And it's literally the goal to help rappers, producers, singers, and DJs overcome the fear of social media. That's my well, life's goal.
0: That's that's important, man. And I think that that spirit of service and, and your humility and your energy definitely carries through all of your work. And I think it's something that's very much inspirational to me. And I think it's something that most artists, unfortunately, we fail. We, we miss the mark, but... When we see somebody like you doing it and crushing it, I think that that we can we can take a lot from that. So, if you don't mind me asking, man, I'm 30 years old. So, how how, how, I'm how old 30 are you? Well. There we I'm go. 30 I, I, th- as well, I thought yeah. I saw something about that, man. So, yeah, we got yeah. A, we got a little bit of like life experience that we could share and impart. I would say, but that you know, this is a platform to have a conversation, friends with friends, artists with artists. It's really not, uh, at least for me speaking. Obviously, he's the expert here, but it's not necessarily a platform for us to, like you mentioned offline. I think and, and, and online is just learning what not to do and sharing what not to do more often than not so awesome brother so you were you were a dj
1: first how did you get involved in in the music world to begin with it's funny i just wanted a job just wanted Mm. a job you know for the young artist who dreams of working in the record label industry i just put my cv in everywhere i could at that time i was the editor-in-chief of like a a magazine and the magazine was doing about 120,000 readers an episode so I put in maybe my last 50 bucks and I've got some printed, printed copies of this magazine, slipped my CV inside and start hand delivering it to all the record labels.
0: All right, guys, so I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, distrokid.com. As you guys know, I've been on this journey as an independent artist for over 10 years, and as of 2016, almost six years now, I've been using distrokid.com, and I love it, guys. This is, in my opinion, the best platform for independent artists to distribute their music, and here's why. It starts at $20 a month, number one, and you get to upload unlimited amounts of music. You don't have to pay extra for every single upload and they add a ton of great features already included in your membership. Now, as we all know, there are different platforms popping up day in and day out, whether it's social media channels or new DSPs. And much like the trends of TikTok have catapulted a lot of artists' songs and made them viral, the fact of the matter is, if you're not the first or one of the first people to be in those platforms, you're going to miss out. There's an option whenever you upload a song through their upload form on DistroKid, called Store Maximizer. Now you can do this manually, meaning that anytime that there's a new store added to DistroKids Network, you can go back to each release and slowly tap in to redistribute your music to those new stores. But the more you can automate those processes, the less you have to think about it and the more you can concentrate on making the beautiful music that you already make. So go ahead and sign up to DistroKid, get 7% off an already unbeatable price using my link distrokid.com forward slash VIP forward slash Nico Santana. And again, thank you DistroKid for sponsoring and supporting independent artists worldwide.
1: And eventually 102 just gave me an opportunity and said, yeah, Handle that social media stuff. Like run that Facebook account for us. And it was something that the label didn't want to do. Wow. So I took pride in joy and joy. I said, if they're trusting me with it, I want a job after this work experience, this internship. I'm gonna bust my chops to work as hard as I can and deliver the best results I can. And I fell in love from there with marketing, with social media. everything else man that's that's incredible
0: and so were you were you djing at this time or did that come later before how did that come into the mix
1: kind of like on the weekends from high school from college just playing in local east london based bars and mini clubs so intimate soundcloud era artists when people like oshi medicine the troy boys of the world were on the come up yeah and so these guys were just 17 year old kids playing their first gig and I was that OG a little bit older five six years to yeah. warm up and set the mood right before they hopped on stage ah that makes and it sense was just, was makes just sense. a blessing man just having a club and a hip-hop background could right. then help these SoundCloud era artists have their moment to shine and I love that
0: I love that story man and and stories are huge for me personally speaking just as an artist learning people's trajectories and sometimes it's it's an upward mobility and sometimes you have to take a step back and it's kind of like this like little, you know, kind of like a wave essentially, but Mm -hmm. it still, it still goes up. And, and you, you said it yourself, you were, you you were looking forward to working as hard as you could and being the best at what you had in front of you and I think that's important to note because again going back to you know your energy on social media and your energy on on imparting your wisdom and your knowledge with other people I think as an artist there's a lot to take away from that so now that you're you know I'm assuming a couple years into the game now a decade probably into the game what what are you seeing with these younger artists that maybe you know they could use a little bit of uh, of help with in terms of what you started doing in the beginning or perhaps what you didn't and that you wish you would have done you know ten years ago or whatnot?
1: For sure, and thank you for the compliment. You said it so nicely, not making me sound old and that. Nah, um, man, we're the same age. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're the
1: same age. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. the main. I'll highlight the problem, but I think people want the the outcome very quickly Mm. so they'll look at a hot artist right now like central c this uk rapper they'll look at somebody who is on the cusp of greatness and they'll say i want that right now green tea peng for example i want the way their content looks i want the numbers they get i want this that or the other but if you rewind six years you look at their branding at the start look at the number of people who showed up to their concerts at the start my branding six years ago was horrific Right. So you have to be where you are in the process. You can't expect the results from six years in your future at day one. And so you've got to brick by brick build that road to where you want to be. You keep your eyes on the prize. Exactly, that's my destination, but I have to pay my dues. No Mm. one's going to pay you for a 1,000 cap venue if you can't sell a 20 capacity room. You know, so you've got to really market your music for where you are right now with that long-term view of where you want to go I'd say. Yeah yeah I and, and that
0: whole nature of, of, of mindfulness is kind of is is what I hear is, is as far as a the theme goes in, in some of your content is just being mindful aka aware or have that personal awareness that presence of like you know if you're too busy chasing what like you said is six years down the, down the line and not being appreciative for what you have now you're probably never going to get to that point in time where you know you're reaping the benefits or the fruits of what could be in six years right if you're not appreciative of what you have right now
1: exactly i think even to put it the point of you know an artist will get a thousand plays and not Mm. be grateful for the thousand whereas if you pack a thousand people into a room that's terrifying you pack a hundred people in a room that's terrifying so wanting the hundred thousand plays when you don't appreciate ten people in a room Mm -hmm. if you get one comment that deserves your energy to comment back to them in the best way possible. So you don't Mm. deserve a hundred of anything until you can appreciate one. Wow. And it starts right there, that initial mindset of gratitude. And I'm in service to this one fan because he or she can inspire the next dominoes to fall.
0: That's true, man. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. And there's, there's a lot, if you, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube, I would, encourage you to go back, listen to it again, take some notes. These are things that you can personally start to apply today and see how you're working and and reflect on that because until I started really journaling or taking down notes and seeing where I am, where I've been, where I want to be, and learning from people like Ayaz and and other people in the marketing space and the music space and in the content space really Um, it's not where I, that's until I started doing that, I didn't start seeing the results that I personally wanted. And it's again, brick by brick, like you said, brother. So, um, I want to, I love, I love highlighting the story of people because I think it gives them a little bit more of, um, opportunity to put their guard down and understand that they're listening to someone who's just as human as they are and is not, you know, somebody on a pedestal. So that, that being said, man, so after you got your first gig, doing social media for this record label, what was next for you? What was that, what was that path to, to where you are now?
1: hundred percent. I mean, I wouldn't ever share anything I haven't told myself in the mirror every single morning. Right. Sure. So after the first few freelancer gigs, mm-hmm. I did hit a low, you know, the mm. credit crunch happened. Yeah. The freelancers went from, I had five active clients, uh-huh. went down to three, went down to one, went down to zero. Oh, f- I got fired from four different jobs. Mm -hmm. either because it wasn't a good fit for my skill set or simply the money dried up. So I realized that in order to prove my value to somebody else, I had to approach strangers and say, here's what I believe you could make some quick wins. Do you fancy a couple of tips to get on the way? And I did that with a bunch of friends who have made long-term relationships with now, helped some of their initial campaigns, Mm -hmm. scaling them from, you know, three to 10,000 streams Way up to ninety thousand streams, found oh. the proof of concept. Then helped some people scale from a hundred thousand streams up to seven hundred thousand streams. Helped people at the five hundred mark scale up to a million. Right. So I've been blessed mm. to work on campaigns, but I can't promise results from anybody. All I can say is, here's what I have done in the past. Depends on circumstance, right. work ethic, budget, and dedication. And that's the kind of way I work. Is that. I want everyone to achieve their goals, but their goals, not somebody else's. Do you feel me?
0: Yeah, that's true, man. I was thinking about this analogy today and, and kind of the interesting thing about social media is it, it's ever changing, right? So you could do something yesterday that's not going to work for you today. What got you here today is not going to get you there tomorrow. And I've heard that phrase before. And and, and one of the things that I was thinking about was, was kind of just the notion of even, even putting a physical analogy towards something that's very digital, which is social media. So if you're you're a small business owner, which every musician should consider themselves, at least somebody who's trying to make an income, a small business owner, and you get a storefront, right? So you get a storefront in a high traffic area. It's never a guarantee that you're going to make as much as your neighbor is, right? Because like, let's say, for example, you're selling a product that people don't want in that area, just because there's a lot of foot traffic doesn't necessarily mean you're going to attract the same people. So to your point, the strategies may be tried and true for somebody else, but they we, we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tailor it a little bit to you. And, and and if you're doing this yourself as an artist, you're gonna have to see that you know you you could try to replicate what the other guy's doing, but it's not gonna work for you because you are you. You're very unique. You're but, an individual.
1: But I think it's to that, bro. As I just say, like one of my favorite Albert Einstein quotes is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing expecting different results. Yeah. So you're talking about. You, your competition versus other people's, Mm. but there's also competition versus yourself. Oh, what you did in 2016 isn't going to work in 2022. No, the algorithms are different, the landscape is different, the attention marketplace. Maybe Facebook was popping back in 2013, Mm -hmm. but now attention may happen to be on TikTok, right? So, I think you want to go where the attention is. If all your homies are saying, I spend two hours a day scrolling on TikTok, I never use Facebook. Yeah. That's the opportunity to kind of pivot your strategy and say, if they're scrolling two hours, I want to be there showing up when they're yeah. scrolling, mm. not the platforms they ain't using no more, you know, adapting yeah. with the times. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. Um, And, and to highlight a little bit of your story here and, and to kind of, you know, parallel it to, to the musician's journey, I think, I think for me as an artist, and I can't speak for every artist, but yeah, there are some, those peaks and valleys, right? Sometimes where mm. it feels like you're going in an upward trajectory and then all of a sudden, like you said, the money dries up the clients you know don't renew or what have you same thing you know the, the fans don't listen as much as they used to before you're not getting booked as as many places as you were before maybe they're not paying as well or whatever the case is and that's where you, you do have an opportunity to reflect and pivot and then move forward and i think that pivoting aspect is 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 very difficult especially for me but i think a lot of artists are kind of tied to their ways and not able to be flexible to what the market demands would you agree with that statement or would you say that you know no you should keep doing what you're doing but maybe um you know try a different strategy what what, what would be your take to somebody who's kind of in that boat that you were in then but mm-hmm. maybe as an artist or even as a freelancer creative
1: most definitely my bro i'd say i made this mistake so please don't make the same mistake i did okay i think now i've learned that there's three different objectives for a musician there's fame, fulfillment, or financial stability. Mm. Now, when we're young, we're always chasing fame. And we're thinking, I want to be a full-time musician. But right. really what we mean is I want the recognition for a full-time musician with the minimum amount of hours. So if you feel like it's all dried up, stop focusing on fame. Like, that's not where your heart needs to be. To Get the paper in so you can pay your bills and B, at least not getting evicted from your rent, at least yeah. having enough money to ride the bus. Like, getting the money by whatever means necessary, whether that's freelancing as a musician, you know, mm-hmm. a voice for hire, a producer for hire, whether it's working a nine-to-five, you know, we have Uber, Deliveroo, we have McDonald's, like, no shame in hustling to earn. I've worked as a box boy in Argos. It's like a big uh, warehouse. Mm-hmm. I've worked as a clothes salesman in Next, a fashion store. Like I've, I've paid my dues for minimum wage, and that's how I managed to DJ on the weekends. But then I spent all my DJ money buying Stussy and The Hundreds clothing, so even that wasn't a good shout. So what I would say to answer your question is like, if the money's drying up, focus on earning enough. If your money's good, focus on your fulfillment. Because it's easy to chase fame without feeling fulfilled. The algorithm can stress you out. The industry can stress you out. If you're happy just making beats without releasing them, that's one of the first steps to find fulfillment in itself before you chase the fame.
0: Yeah, especially in the creative services industries, and I include artistry and musicianship and production, people who who are in that realm of of the music world. It's like fulfillment has to be there. You have to be tapped into your your kind of your emotions, you have to be somebody who's who's balanced and, and still seeking experience and still living in the present moment. Because when you start doing other things that are outside of that, I feel like you're either not being who you are, which people can tell, right? You, you you can tell that you're either, you know, desperate for attention or you're not being who you truly are, right? And then your true core fans are just gonna unfortunately abandon you because that's not who you are. You know, that's not who they fell in love with, right?
1: Definitely man. Just to give that, like, in in my history and background, Uh when I made mixtapes, I didn't use the hottest top 40 songs. I used unreleased songs from my friends. Wow. Because I'd put their tunes in the mix, so then they would be inclined to, A, market it, but, B, like, I took homie number one and blended into homie number two. Like, that's love to me. And nowadays, the parallel is when I design a campaign for, like, someone's album or EP... I see the fire light up in their eyes, and I see when they find hunger again. It happens nearly every day on the telephone. Like, speak to someone at the beginning of the call, they're nervous. By the end of the call, they're like, bro, I'm ready. I'm focused. Let's do this. That is my fulfillment, bro. Giving that light to other people. I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Well, let let me highlight one thing here that you touched on a little bit ago, and that was, you know, basically uh and for lack of a better word because i've been this too and I, I'm, I'm still working through it to, to a degree is is the the lack of financial responsibility let's just put it out there and and i think that with with again being an artist sometimes we're not the best in terms of like math finances and and, and that sort of thing where people who are maybe engineers or architects or whatever they're, they're a little bit more math oriented sure. and, and can kind of look crunch numbers and that sort of thing so anyways with with being an artist how much well first off, number one, I, I just want to recommend to any artist, especially if you're younger, to to keep your, your overhead very, very low so that whenever you do have money coming in, you have enough of a buffer for your business. Your business expenses should include marketing, should include branding, should include, you know, video production, that sort of thing. As much as you can outsource within a reasonable degree, right? But how much would you would you recommend to the to the artist, depending on stage of course, What should they allocate percentage wise to their marketing
1: in terms of like how much you how much you spend on the promo or more like how much you need to pay your bills and whatnot
0: well i would say that so let's say out of you know uh for 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 lack of a a better example maybe maybe your monthly revenue from your music is let's say i'm going to say u.s dollars here but you know feel free to convert it four thousand dollars right per month right and that's that's what you're bringing in gigging Licensing, music revenue, what have you. Out of that, after your expenses, you have two thousand dollars left over. Mm-hmm. So instead of using numbers here, let's just let's just pretend it's out of a hundred percent. Out of that hundred percent that you have left over for just your business expenses, what would you recommend to that artist to invest into their marketing, back into themselves, that sort of thing? Is is there so, some sort of formula that you usually guide people with, or is it just based on their own personal? goals
1: yeah you got me on the spot I'd say it's um much more a personal decision yeah I'd say you'd you want to invest enough of of a percentage into your music promo to do it justice let's be real if you're spending your more of your percentage of your disposable income on the taxi to the club going Mm -hmm. out and buying drinks and then you're spending a tiny percentage of that on the music reinvestment maybe the the calculation's a bit off yeah I'd say even on a monetary level, you can start Facebook ads from as little mm-hmm. as $50, yeah. right? Creating content is free. You don't, need, right. you don't need anything but an iPhone or a Samsung or whatever device you have. Mm-hmm. And then creating consistency is all about time. And the time is where time is money. So if you feel like you're not working right now, or you're working in the studio late, every hour you're not working is a percentage of that disposable income if you think about it because if you're not bringing in additional money and you're not pushing it reinvesting that money into the music you're kind of in a state of limbo not earning and not spending so i'd say maybe i want to get to the crux of the issue which is spend enough on your music to amplify your activities Mm. without spending any money on random stuff if that's a fair fair way to dodge the question
0: no, I think it's fair, man, and I, and I I would agree. It's on a case by case basis, you know. If yeah, I I've been listening more to you know business and entrepreneur entrepreneurship. Um, I, I don't want to call them gurus, but people within that space, and and you know a rule of thumb that I've heard thrown around is, and again, depending on your life circumstances and whatnot, is let's say if you have your disposable income, so after all your expenses have been taken care of, like use 10, 20, maybe thirty percent of that. To blow, Mm -hmm. and then the rest to reinvest back into your music, into your business, essentially, right? And so, um, I I think that's something that that's fair. I think it's equitable. I think that if you want to have fun and enjoy life a little bit, and and have experiences where you can draw from that to bring into your music, into your heck, even even being in certain places will give you the opportunity to network, you know, in kind of an informal way, right? So even if you are at the club, that party, or what have you, it's like. Are are you keeping that, you know, kind of in the back of your mind that, you know, ultimately you're representing your brand and, and how can this lead for me sure. to that next step?
1: You you're a very successful musician if you're banking four K a month. I've seen yeah. musicians barely make thirty five dollars a month from band right. camp revenue. Yes. And after one one night out, one anything, going out for coffee, going out for a pizza, mm-hmm. you spent your whole month's budget. Right. So then they end up becoming a hermit. They're just yeah. in that room making beats all day. But their anxiety is eating away at them. I can't release it because it's not 1 million percent perfect. Yeah, And they're frozen in their actions, unable to make money, unable to spend money. And I wish that upon nobody. I think the reason I talk about mindset so much, bro, because often in, they have a hard drive full of music. They're just afraid of the judgment of putting it out there and actually building that into a recurring revenue Right. All you need is quarter million streams, yeah. and that's, that's your rent paid. And I say all you need because that's a colossal amount of streams needed to get a very small amount of money. Right. But if you – had this podcast the other day, and they said, uh, if you were locked in a prison cell with just your phone and you had to make a million pounds to get out of prison, everyone would get out of prison. Everyone would get out. So why, when we're not in prison, can't we do that?
0: That's true, man. Yeah. I think, I I think to to answer that question, I think it's being hyper-focused. Like if you, if you really think about it, you have two factors here. Number one, it's environment, right? right? You're in an environment where there are two options. You stay locked up and die or you leave, right? So, so that, that reduces that, that overwhelming factor of how many options you have, you know, your target, which is to make a million pounds. So to, to, to take that example even further, like as an artist, What's your environment like, number one? Number two, do you have a clearly defined goal, reasonable, tangible goal? If you're a guy that's making $35 a month off Bandcamp, what's a reasonable, tangible goal that's going to take you from that to maybe 50 a $100, $150 yes. a month, right? So now you're taking steps in the right direction, but you're not comparing yourself to the next guy down the street who's making, like you said, $4,000 is is a lot for an artist, right? 100 um, And then the diversification aspect of it, like, you know hands hands down most of the people that are in that situation scenario aren't going to be doing the same thing to get a million dollars or a million pounds to get out of the uh, out of the prison cell but um with diversification you know that you can tackle that problem in many different ways and i think artistry especially nowadays like you have access to so many things like this podcast is a byproduct of me pursuing a music dream for over 10 years and now i've shifted and i've pivoted you know what i mean and so and and, and and hands down, and this is not a boast or a brag or anything like that. I've made more money, you know, now as a content slash music creator than when I was trying to choose and pursue the fame, you know, the the unfulfilling stuff, right? The things that I can't really control. I did. I clocked your recent YouTube
1: video. The minute it hit the premiere, I was one uh-huh. of your first viewers. Actually, that I appreciate day. that, brother. Yeah, thank um, you, man. Just going back on that last point is that it comes back again to fame, fulfillment, and financial stability. Uh-huh. So if a musician is in that cave they're locked up Mm -hmm. focusing on fame is the wrong objective at that point right that's where you would do whatever it takes to lease your beats sing on other people's whatever every interaction you do would be with the focus of closing a sale and I think a lot of musicians still focus on the fame Uh, if I get to x then the money will come if I Mm -hmm. get to this many plays I get a blue tick and then people will book me and then they get disappointed when they achieve that goal. If it's 10,001 followers, yeah. wait, the floodgates didn't open. The emailed inquiries didn't come in as soon right. as you achieved that. It's a harsh reality and a wake-up call sometimes. yeah, You have to put in the grind to hit the goal. The goal doesn't come to you. Agreed, man.
0: Um, I want to pivot the, the subject a little bit here and, and, and something that's near and dear to my heart because I've been experimenting a lot with it. And you and I have talked offline about this a little bit. So last year, and just put it um you know blatantly here for 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 the people watching i invested a lot of money into running youtube and google ads i was I was really trying to get my YouTube channel up and running. I had obviously an investment from my sponsors to try to get um, you know content put out. And of course I wanted to do it justice and get it in front of as many people as possible. But now for our episode sponsor, Riverside.fm, they are the best platform to host and record your video podcast. Riverside.fm is the platform that I've been using to host the DIY artist podcast. And before I started using them, I used Zoom and it was horrific. No offense to Zoom, but honestly, they're not made for podcast hosting. So when I try to interview a friend of mine, the audio and the video just did not meet my expectations. I quickly switched over to riverside.fm for the following episode and I was blown away. You can record video up to 4K. The audio sounds incredible and it's super easy to use. In fact, this particular episode with Ayaz, He's based out of UK, I'm in Florida. We use riverside.fm and as you can see, the quality is phenomenal. Guys, if you wanna go ahead and start your own video podcast and have an excuse to interview collaborators, artists, or people that you aspire to work with, make sure to start your video podcasting journey with riverside.fm, get 30% off a yearly plan or 30% off a monthly plan for the first three months using code NICO30, again, at checkout on riverside.fm. You can also check out the links for both distrokid.com and riverside.fm in the description notes of this particular episode. Much love to the sponsors of today's podcast episode. Now let's get back to the DIY Artist Podcast. What I was lacking is that organic reach that you know there's paid reach and then there's organic reach can you can you kind of explain to us a little bit you know kind of the difference between the two and how an artist can implement some of these strategies coming from you who obviously are very involved in marketing uh, an artist who can implement both these strategies and what are some of the key points that maybe they could start implementing today
1: no doubt bro you know it's my favorite subject (laughs) youtube (laughs) promotion and that so to take tackle it in two ways Your paid advertising is when you put some money into the platform to amplify your results. Mm -hmm. Now, the beauty of knowing who you want to go after is that you can say, I want 18 to 28-year-olds. I want them who listen to this genre of music. They're interested in production software like Logic or Ableton or Fruity Loops. I want somebody who is a producer slash instrumentalist. You can really niche down and see who you're after. The beauty of YouTube is you can actually pick exactly which uh, YouTube channels you want it in front of. so you can put an ad in front of Post Malone's channel in right. front of Young Thug's channel. you can go so granular and if you know if your biggest inspiration is young Thug, how crazy would that be before someone watches his music video they see yours. So you know exactly who you're going after that's paid in a nutshell, the sniper rifle approach. Right. Organic, on the other hand, let's be real, nobody's searching your or my name in the grand scheme of life. And if they haven't discovered you, they're not searching you. Right. But they might be searching trap beats, trap rapper. They might be searching something else. So you have to include certain words in your title, your description, the actual file name of the video before you upload it to YouTube, is search engine optimizable. And you can also put a, a thumbnail up, which acts as a massive signpost to your brand. Yeah. And when you do these things together, organic and paid, you, there's a tool called uh, TubeBuddy, which is a phenomenal tool. Another one called VidIQ. Um, both of these tools are completely free on the basic tier. Yeah. But give you access to unbelievable analytics to search engine optimize your YouTube and I'm hella blessed, man. If you search music marketing 2022, your boy is at the top nearly. If you search yeah. how to release a single, I'm near the top. And I'm just hungry to reach that top ranking for every keyword out there
0: because yeah. I
1: invested the time into understanding how the the organic side of things worked.
0: That's huge, man. That That's amazing. And I think there's a lot of key takeaways there. Again, if you're jotting this down, find things that, number one, you know, your audience likes so that you're Ready to create content based off of that for the for the organic reach, right? And everything from like you said, your titles to description to file name, to of course your thumbnail, things that are similar within that specific um, audience type, and then of course like you said investing a little bit of money here and there into paid reach uh, can never do you wrong, man. So I appreciate you sharing that insight, man. It's very helpful. If if somebody like myself 10 years ago, 5 years ago, or even now, this day, 30, 30 years old, man, I'm getting there uh, in terms of... <laughs> Artist age, right? It's like you kind of fall off, fall off the cuff after 30, I feel like. Could be wrong. But anyways, I'm sidetracking here. If somebody like myself or an artist wanted to um, learn a little bit more about marketing and perhaps either hire you as a consultant, reach out to you for your services, or um, I don't know, like what's the best way to get a hold of you and how can um, how can an artist do that?
1: course, probably happy to bring everyone into the family. So yeah. my Instagram name, Twitter name is social media ayaz a y a z, and then the best way to get in touch is on DMs. I'm super active there, and then if you want to just check out some of my work, it's all about helping dot Got some awesome. past campaigns that I've run, and I guess the focus for this year is really Facebook ads, YouTube ads. I want to help people scale from fifty thousand to their first 250,000. So Jeez. I want people with like a baseline already. So yeah. I, I can't get them from 0 to 20 25k. I want them to have done that hard hustle. Right. And I can help them hit the next level from there.
0: Well, the best part about this podcast, and the best part about your content—that's free online on YouTube—and my content, and plenty of other artists and and producers, and and, and social media, uh, you know, personalities that are out there. There's a lot of content that you can start implementing for free today to get you from that zero to one, to get you from that zero to ten, zero to ten thousand, 000, zero to fifty thousand. Um, so you don't have to wait on anybody. But then once you're in that in that place where you're making, you know, your fifty thousand monthly listeners or followers. Now it's time to invest in somebody like you know, Ayaz who can take you to that next level. And I think that's okay. important to note, man.
1: You know what? Just on that note is that I've got a playlist called How to Release a Single, another playlist called How to Build a Fanbase. And I'm one of 2,000 other music marketers, yourself included. So pick up on this free game. Yeah. I know so many people, again, I didn't do half of the courses I bought this year. Mm. So over Christmas, I just sat there with one day. I did a course a day. Got my mindset right. I did everything from Dot Lung, Andrew Southworth, I did uh, Dave Talas, gosh, like a few others, Anthony Pacheco, like loads and loads of courses to help inspire my mindset. And I'm a coach. So for an artist, it's even more important to learn because success leaves clues. One thing, like Nico might say, from off the cuff, might be the very thing that transforms your career. Mm -hmm. So I'd say lock into everything you can from Nico, from myself and all the other creators out there.
0: And the best part about this, man, is I'm on a journey too. So I love bringing in people that are more knowledgeable than I am in in their respective fields and their respective studies and and, and what they're good at. And to have these conversations for me is fulfilling because I get this, you know, this one-on-one conversation. I get to ask the hard questions for you guys. Again, I've I've had 10 years of failures, essentially, right? (laughs) Of failing over and over and, and just having that opportunity to talk to people who are that, that much ahead of me or at least have something to impart can hopefully help you impart that into your you know, current music journey and DIY artist journey. So um, any last thoughts, any
1: last takeaways that you wanted to share with the audience here, man? I would just say that one of these key things to bear in mind is that education without execution is meaningless. Oof. So you can learn all these amazing things, but you got to take action. You have to put it in play. It's okay to fail. But what's not okay is being in exactly this situation next year saying, I wish I, if only I. like Having regrets is going to hold you back. But going for it 110%, no matter what happens, you hit your goals, super. If you don't hit your goals, it's a lesson learned and it's still a win. It's not an L. So just remember, education without execution means nothing.
0: You, you heard it here first, and if you've already heard this, then you clearly need to hear it again. It's 1 12th of the year. This is taken from my brother here. It's one twelfth 12th the, the year down if you've already given on your your resolutions. Don't give up so easily. Don't give up. Just yet. Uh, we still have a long journey ahead for the rest of the year. And of course, you can reset and restart at any point in time. The important part is consistency, I would say. So, hey, my brother, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode. Um, you know, I appreciate you imparting your wisdom, sharing your knowledge, and of course, sharing your story. Uh, I'm hopeful that the audience here today has something to walk away from that they can start applying today and then more importantly that they can start following you and you know taking all the information that you've you've freely given and that you continue to give out to the people out there so that they can start continuing and and growing their their audience and their um and their journey so much love brother thank you again for joining me and to the people listening uh again if you found this valuable go ahead and give it a like subscribe share it with a friend or two follow us on uh, the socials uh and you guys already know hasta la próxima Thank you my bro means the
1: world.